Let me book a love with some Hennessy. You know I like it when you're mad at me. I know you with him, better than a king. I know you with him, but you're calling me. Let me book a love with some Hennessy. You know I like it when you're mad at me. I know you with him, better than a king. I know you with him, but you're calling me. Welcome to Radio Menea. My name is Vera Valletti Flores. And I'm Miriam Soila Perez. And on this podcast, we bring you a mix of mainstream and alternative Latinx jams based on a different theme each week. And today's theme is intoxicated. <laughs> with substances, with love, with no sé qué. <laughs> yeah, lo que sea, you know, with your lack of fucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, intoxicado. That's right. <laughs> I mean, basically, this theme was born because so many of the songs Veto brings talk about drugs and alcohol. <laughs> That's right. I bring apparently a lot <laughs> of, of songs about All people being fucked up. But today, yep. I only, you know, <laughs> just typical, right? Stuck to the theme yeah. literally in only you one of my songs, which is this song. You can't even stick to the theme <laughs> that you is based on your music. <laughs> I know, I know. What can I say? I'm a rebel. I was more literal. I know. <laughs> so yeah, what? So we're starting with the literal one of yours, which is what? Yes, this song is called "Love and Hennessy" and it's by a Chal. <laughs> and um, this is Alejandro Chal. He's a Peruvian R&B singer, born in Peru, moved to Queens, New York, when he was four. Now based in LA, I believe, uh, where I think he went to pursue his career as a musician. And he's been putting nice. out music for about like four years now. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing interesting stuff with R&B. So he started making some noise, I think, around 2015 is when I first heard his name um, after releasing a couple singles from his 2016 album, album Welcome to Gazi. And this track is from his latest on Gas, which was released, I think, just in June um, of this year. Okay. And I just like the vibe of this track. I think that this, yeah. it's got like a really chill, cool vibe. And I um, feel like he's doing really interesting things aesthetically. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And he he was part of the um, the Latin Alternative Music Conference Indie Showcase, which oh, I, um, I went to this year and saw some cool folks perform. And um, even though I do have to say I was kind of disappointed by his performance, even though I really like his music. Um, yeah. He used a backing track, which is actually I'm finding super common these days with young artists who like will go out and sing and like won't like just like have like an instrumental on the background right like that's fine if you like right. can't afford live musicians to do versions of your songs like i realize that that's right. real but like it's not even like just an instrumental it's like the whole actual fucking song and you're just wow. singing over it and then it's almost you're like also karaoke like, yeah and then also like then just like when you don't bother with singing you just let the song go through the backing track and it's just like are, did you even try like why am i here i don't know maybe right. i'm just like an old head i'm actually finding this super common with a lot of people who i would consider my faves 
I'm not going to name names, but I've been really disappointed by some performances <laughs> of, it? like, young indie artists who are, like, I just, like, feel like, oh, you can spit, you can sing, you can do all this stuff, but then, like, during the performance, like, it's just, like, you sing the, you, you do the lyrics that you want, and you skip the lyrics when you're out of breath because you just have a backing track, and it's just, like, I don't know. Mm. Maybe I'm just an old head, and I'm adhering to a standard like. that is no longer... <laughs> <laughs> like is it expected yeah is it because they um like their tracks have instrument they have like electronic aspects that you couldn't recreate live like no it's not just no it's not just like i'm i'm i wouldn't mind if somebody had like just an instrumental track for the background without the without the vocals just like remove the vocals oh. from the track but so this is like they're singing along, along with, their with their own song just like hitting what? play maybe the vocals are like down a little bit but like they're still there and then like when they just like yeah. choose not to sing there's just like oh the vocals have their back because I don't know is rehearsal space well, too expensive I'm not sure what's happening right. but like if like if you can't do it live like why bother that's, that's definitely bunk yeah I mean I still like this I song like, though yeah it's chill yeah. And that's the shit like people got called out for back in the day right yeah like, yeah yeah it sucks but you know I can still listen to this at home and really like it you know, the the things that yeah. are happening aesthetically here, I think, are really interesting. Like, there's, like, this Latin percussion that works really well with the sort of, like, reggae dance hall rhythm that comes together into, like, mm. this almost trap sound. Um, right. I like it. Like, I really like the music, even though lyrically it's just, like, some just regular-ass fuckboy shit, you know? Yeah. But that's, you know me. Yeah. I feel like, for me, like, it's all in the music and then, like... In 80 listens le- later, I listen to the lyrics and I'm just like, oh. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. That happens to me sometimes, but yeah, yeah, not as frequent as you. So do you like Hennessy? <laughs> I do. I do like Hennessy. I, I like Hennessy on the rocks, usually. My drink okay. is usually... Um, it used to be more that I used to drink cognac. I used to drink Hennessy ro- wow. rocks more, but these days I've been doing... Um, the last few years I've been doing a lot more bourbon either rocks or neat. I feel like that's, I feel like bourbon is like the trend right now. Like people Yeah, really something like that. My, when I'm wanting a cocktail, my drink is an old fashioned, which has been for many, many mm-hmm. years. But I do like so Hennessy a lot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just feel like I'm like, I, all I need to do is like transition into scotch to go into like my like peak yeah. old Latinx. Oh my God. Scotch is serious. <laughs> my grandfather was like. Immigrant dad. Serious about scotch. Yeah. Yeah. My abuelo like only drank J&B scotch. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. <laughs> and my father, I think, drinks it too now. Yeah, dude, my dad yeah. drinks scotch. I think that scotch <laughs> is like the official beverage of immigrant dads everywhere yeah apparently lord i don't think <laughs> i've ever had hennessy and i am like not cool because i don't like smoky drinks like i don't like mm. whiskey i don't like mezcal i don't like I, tequila is my drink oh, like, that shit is and my i don't even favorite. like the age tequila i like blanco tequila like i like really smooth I don't like smoky. Anyway, so I'm a big tequila drinker, but most of my friends are like, ooh, get it away, because they had some bad experience where they, like, puked tequila all night long. Yeah. But I never did that. I actually drank whiskey in high school, so I'm kind of like, whiskey has a bad um, That's association interesting. for me. So That's interesting. Yeah, I I've never had a bad tequila, really tequila experience, but I, you That's know, I wouldn't pick it. I would never choose it, right. but I'll go with, you know, if there's a good margarita in front of me, 
I'll definitely drink it. Right. You've drank mine. Yeah. I make some pretty I good homemade good. margaritas. I yeah. think they're good. I'm into yeah. it. You know, like actual fresh squeezed limes. Like, I can chill with that. Yeah. I, I the whole with it. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So how was your vacaciones in Puerto Rico? Oh my God, they were so good. They were so good. Yay. The last few days when I was in, I was in San Juan. The last couple of days, I went to Vieques and I went to San Juan. Mm-hmm. And in the queer clubs of San Juan, it's like mm. Bad Bunny all day, every day. It's like Bad really? Bunny and Osuna. It's just like really hot right now. And so I was into it. They played Soy Peor when I was entering the like the little queer club where like a lot of like the leses hang out. Um, and I was so pleased because it's we played it our last episode. If you haven't heard it, we played Soy Peor by Bad Bunny. So it was, it's it's currently mm-hmm. my jam and. Um, so I was awesome. very um, happy, and I was so like, you're, you're on top you know, of a it. lot of <laughs> La Rompe Corazones on the radio by Daddy mm, Yankee and Osuna, yeah. which I was yeah. enjoying. Mm-hmm. And you got some good beautiful beaches, beach time. Yeah, I, I saw did. you were like mad, burned out before you went. So I'm glad that you got some time. I really was, I really was, and now, but I'm just diving right back in. I'm at the point where I'm actually just like excited to get back to all my projects. So that's you know, good. that's what a vacation is for. Sweet, yeah. Yay. Win. So what do you have well, next for us? Yeah. So I have an interesting mix um, for you all today, partially inspired by the visit with my mommy this weekend. Um, so this song is called Sabor a Mi, and it's by Los Panchos and Edie Gourmet, and it's from 1964. Tanto tiempo Nuestras almas se acercaron tanto así que yo guardo tu sabor, pero tú llevas también sabor a mí. Si negaras mi presencia en tu vivir, bastaría con abrazarte y conversar. Tanta vida yo te di que por fuerza tienes ya sabor a mí no pretendo ser tu dueña no soy nada yo no tengo vanidad de mi vida doy lo bueno soy tan pobre que otra cosa puedo dar pasarán más de mil años so we're doing some time traveling so... Yeah, we're doing some time traveling. So this is a bolero from the 60s. So my mom was here, um, and I we both love music, both love talking about music, and I was asking her about some of her favorite boleros, and so we kind of went into a bolero hole, which was pretty awesome. So I'll have some more to amazing, offer in, in honestly. future episodes. Yeah, it was actually really beautiful. Um, and this song came to mind as a classic, and I think a lot of people will probably recognize the lyrics because mm-hmm. it's been... It's been like covered and sampled by like a zillion people, including um, I discovered in my research, including Luis Miguel and Kenny G. Ooh, Kenny, Kenny G. G. Kenny G. <laughs> did like an all acoustic only version of, I mean, a wow. instrumental only version of this, and I was like, oh yeah, wow. um, yeah, that was pretty bad. But the Luis Miguel version is pretty good. But yeah, so this is the this is the considered the original, and so Los Panchos is a group from Mexico. Well, there are two of them are Mexicanos, and one of them is Puerto Ricanio, the original Got trio. Um, but they were in New York. And Ida Gourmet is an immigrant. Her parents are immigrants from, um, 
actually don't know exactly where from, but her parents were, I think like Turkey maybe. So her, she was born in New York City. Her parents were Sephardic Jewish immigrants to the Got U.S. And so not a lot of yeah. people know. Sephardic Jews are Jews that tend to have their origins in Spain and Northern mm-hmm. Africa. Um, and so it's different than Ashkenazi Jews, which is like where my, my Jewish side is Ashkenazi, which is Eastern European. Right. So have a really different racial and cultural background obvi- off, often and like linguistic differences. Like there's some Sephardic only languages mm-hmm. um, that folks speak that aren't like Yiddish or anything, but that are actually derived more from like old Spanish right. and from Spain, yeah. origin Spain and like the Inquisition era and stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so she's not Latina. Um, but she started doing some collaborations with uh, Los Panchos in the 60s. And this is kind of one of her most famous, the two of them, their most famous songs. So um, it's it's a little stretch on the theme. But I mean, I was thinking about how to think about, you know, in- intoxication when it comes to love. Right. And so this oh, song, yeah. like, absolutely, very literally is all about um, like the taste of you lingers with me, which like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you think about it too literally. And you're like, that's a little bit gross. <laughs> like, or hot though. Bit, right. <laughs> or hot or gross or hot or both. Or both maybe <laughs> a little bit, you know, but this is like, it's just funny. Cause this is like a very mainstream, you know, this is not like some, right. Like, the things that people, I guess it's just metaphors, right? That people will take a lot of liberty with like, mm-hmm. with love metaphors. And so like, they probably didn't literally mean like I can taste you on my tongue, but if you go there, then it gets really raunchy. So. <laughs> um, hey. Um, but yeah, I mean, this song is just a classic. I think I heard it as a kid growing up. It sounded familiar to me um, when my mom played it, but I just, it's one of these songs that has kind of endured yeah totally Kaliuchi did a cover of this recently and it's just I mean I don't even know where I first heard it or how it's just one of those like ubiquitous songs boleros that's just around and you just know yeah it's like a classic in that way yeah exactly so there's so many but I think as far as I can tell that this is sort of the root of the of that song. Very these, cool. This, this collaboration, these two people are the, the ones that it's associated with. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because her Spanish sounds pretty good in the song and she did actually a lot of Spanish language stuff. And so that's why I was kind of looking more into her background. You know, it's like, yeah, with like yeah. Bieber and Despacito, he sounds pretty terrible and right. like can't do it on stage. But like she actually sounds pretty good. So I was just interesting to me. I mean, maybe she actually took the time to learn the language. Yeah. And like yeah. Some, or maybe Asshole, because her, <laughs> you know, her relatives are Sephardic, then maybe there's still some right. of that linguistic connection. Yeah, to Spain. perhaps. Yeah, she had an accent or something that yeah. like worked better in Spanish yeah, too. So totally, yeah. who knows? But yeah, it was really interesting. Um, and there is a lot of history with like Jewish and Latino collaborations in music. Oh yeah, in especially New in New York. Yeah, yeah, totally, exactly. So this is not. That's not actually not that unusual. I'm yeah, like, I think it was. Um, is it alt Latino or was it um, was it alt Latino? There's a whole episode about oh, like, yeah. Cuban Jewish alt Latino did the, Jewish, yeah about the, like, Latino, Latino and Jewish, Jewish collaborations, and that's where I first yeah. heard um, our Reina doing Havana Gilans. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Celia Cruz yes, does a version of Havana Aguila, which is, which is pretty so <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, the thing that I didn't like about that episode is that they they 
they excluded the fact that there are also like Latino Jews. Yeah, right. So it was about like Latinos and Jews as separate groups, but there are actually like my mom's family and, and lots of other yeah. Jewish immigrants too all over Latin America. So, but yeah, um, but there's there's lots there to explore. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, I've got, I have a whole like... I don't know, maybe 10 more artists now in my like back pocket from like the 60s and 50s and 60s era, particularly bolero singers from Cuba and a lot of um, like Afro-descendant women who were boleristas in that time in Cuba. Very so I'm excited cool. to bring more of that. Very cool. As we continue. So thanks, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out your mommy. She's the best. She's the best. Yeah. We like saw some friends this weekend and one of them was like, a couple of them were like, oh my God, we loved your episode on Radio Menea. <laughs> <laughs> That's And she's like, great. that was so sweet of them. That's yeah, great. So. It's cute. Yeah. She's, I appreciate her. She's very chill. She just comes to visit and is like, we can do whatever you want. Like, I don't care. So I'm like, that's love enough. that. I love that. Yeah. Easy so. visits are the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So what's your next one? All right. My next song is also a little bit about the intoxicating nature of maybe not love, but definitely a crush. This is called mm. Confiesa and it's by Rui. I just find sort of aesthetically intoxicating. Like it has like a sonically intoxicating mm. quality. Uh, Ruby is a young Dominican artist, queer, born in the DR, but raised in Washington Heights here in New York. And, um, but then went off to boarding school in rural New England where he's been since he was 13. So there's just so many really interesting geographies mm. contending here, which I think allow for this sort of interesting sound uh, to emerge, which is this sort of like dark electronic elements, R&B plus Dembo. And mm -hmm. I'm super into it. Um, this song is just about uh, this really intoxicating crush and flirtation with uh, this sort of very queer flavor of sort of like, are you, aren't you, you know, that most of us mm. who've been in that place will recognize, right? Where you're just like trying right. to figure out if like the object of your desire also might desire you slash right. maybe you feel like you kind of know even if you don't really know. And right. um, I just feel like the song really captures that. And it has mm. just like this really dreamy sort of um, otherworldly quality. 
And um, I wrote about it recently on Remezcla. The article came mm -hmm. out last week. And so you can read about it. We'll link it on our, um, on our blog post about this episode. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. He's a really young artist. He's only been making music for, um, that he's been putting out um, pretty recently. He has a couple of songs out there. And I'm just I'm interested in seeing um, the growth of his music and where it will go and the ways that he um, will use that to explore like a yeah. really queer and Latino uh, identity and sexuality and aesthetic Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I think he's really sexy. He <laughs> is really video. sexy. Yeah. He is really does, sexy. Does, he definitely knows how to work the camera. Does, does he identify as like genderqueer or something? Is there something? I don't know. I don't I, I, I think oh. that he um, I don't know if he identifies as genderqueer, but he's definitely doing a lot of gender play. So like in the video for this song, the visual, he asked um, his parents to get him this typical dress, this like Dominican typical dress. And like when he called his parents, they're like, "Pero tú sabes que los hombres no se ponen eso, right?" And he's like, mm. "Just, just get the dress. Just get the dress. Don't worry about it." And so he's wearing mm. this dress, and he's wearing this like Diablo de Cojuelo mask, which is like some interesting gender play there with like this like masculinity of this like devil mask and this, uh, the femininity of um the uh the dress and i think the there's um a, the video is set rurally because he's in rural new england he's i think he goes to college in vermont and yeah so i think it's just like gives all of these interesting um puts all these interesting things together that we're not always thinking about as together right like queer latinidad and rural spaces and queerness and rural spaces i think is not usually we associate queerness so much with urbanity and um, this is sort of like a little disruption of that, which I think is really cool because, you know, queer people are everywhere. Latinos are everywhere. Queer Latinos are everywhere. Um, and yeah. and I think that there's like some interesting gender play on that. And when in the interview, he said that um, that rural style norms being a little bit more flexible, like there's so much pressure to be polished in a city. And rural style mm -hmm. norms being like more flexible than that sort of in a way allow for more of that gender experimentation than you would think um, would right. be available to you in a space that, you know, in, you know, like the local in our imagination is always painted as more conservative, always painted as, um, you know, more restrictive. So it's right. interesting to that think about that. makes a lot that. of sense. Yeah. That yeah, that makes a lot of sense because for me, my experience is that like when I have to get dressed up, so in a more formal environment, mm -hmm. like my gender feels way more um, an issue and like my gender presentation feels way more like it's heightened. Like I get a lot more stares, like there's a lot more discomfort because totally. formal wear is very gendered, totally. right? Like it's a real clear line. But like when you're just wearing like casual everyday clothes, like the gender blurs so much more. So I totally hear that. And I feel like there's a a metropolitan like formality like I'm going to Miami mm -hmm, next week mm -hmm. I feel like Miami is formal in a particular way that always like it also just like my gender feels more uncomfortable in Miami also just because of Cuban cultural norms too around gender right, and like right. sort of the way that everybody is a little bit high femme and high mask yeah in yeah environment so but yeah I totally hear that with like uh, a more formal versus informal 
So yeah, Vita, my partner, also grew up rurally and has, you know, told me a similar thing about how, you know, at least as um, a young girl who was very masculine as a kid, um, being in a rural place sort of allowed for that in a way that um, that where that sort of was able to fly a little bit more under the radar, not completely, um, but uh, but that sort of giving a little bit more stretch there so yeah um totally yeah it's very it's very interesting it's very cool um I'm really I'm really into this and I'm super interested in seeing where um Ruby goes as an artist yeah yeah that's awesome I totally saw that Remescla article like come through my feed while you were gone but I didn't realize you wrote it (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, it was one of like the many deadlines that I had before I left I was like basically working well, like fourteen hour days like every single day before annoying. so I could like go on vacation for, you know, right. two weeks, which is a long time to like Yeah leave at least my life. When you're self employed. Yeah. yeah. When you're it's hard yeah. when you're self employed. You don't get there's no paid time off. Nobody's doing your job for you while you're gone. No, so. no. It's really although I have to say, shout out my uh business partner, Isha. She's been handling everything like a boss. I couldn't have taken this vacation without her. She listens to this podcast. I love you, girl. Thank you. Yeah, she's amazing. I tried to hold it down. Yeah, you definitely (laughs) held it down. There's so many people that held it down. The people that watched my dog, the people that watered my plants, like the, you know, like you holding down like Radio Menea business that was ongoing. Um, It's really like this vacation has been a community effort. Like it always. Yeah. It always is. Yeah. My girl Belen oh, so watched happy. my car so that I didn't like come home to like a billion parking tickets. It's just tickets. You know, it's yeah. a, truly a it's community real. effort. <laughs> you were just you were so drained. I was just happy that you were getting some time. <laughs> well, I appreciate your um your yeah. uh, help on allowing. Yeah, and me I to think our, our Twitter <laughs> our Instagram and Twitter followers would be happy that you're back. Because <laughs> I, can't. I just, I try with the social media, but I just don't, I don't have it the way that Beto does. So <laughs> I just, it's just something about the, it's like, I do a lot of social media for other things, but for Radio Mana, I just feel inadequate. So I'm glad that <laughs> Hello, Beto holds that That's down. ridiculous, but, <laughs> oh, but it's cool. I do. I'm like, I don't know what emojis would Beto use right now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so. Um, real, real behind the scenes. Um, all right. So uh, my next song is called El Borracho. So it's very on theme, very, very, <laughs> very literal. And it's by Los Titanes de Durango. Señores, soy un borracho, pero soy muy buena gente. Nunca ando ofendiendo a nadie, ni presumo de valiente. Y a veces que no hay dinero, pero me gusta el Sumo y a veces bajo Y si no llego me voy de paso A veces triunfo, también fracaso Pa' que me cuido, no tiene caso Mejor yo tomo para andar borracho Y a mucha honra Soy un borracho 
think other than the Latinos Who Lunch episode, this is our first um, Norteño. I think that Fabi Fav maybe brought a Norteño for that episode. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, I'm really yeah, glad this is, that this is here. Yeah. And, you know, like we have a little like we've, you know, in the works, like, a, you know, one of our country mm-hmm. episodes to be more Mexico themed. But I'm really yeah. glad that we have this today. Tell us about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely trying to explore more. Of music from Mexico that's not Caribeño. It's definitely something that I like. I didn't grow up with at all. I don't have totally. a lot of familiarity with it, but I'm trying to expand my own, um, my own knowledge and and my own tastes also. And I've, I'm coming to find that I really like accordion. Oh <laughs> like my I'm God. really into the accordion. I fucking love yeah, an accordion. which is a big feature of Norteños and also corridos, which are just songs that have like a narrative to them, basically like storytelling. Um, so I'll admit that this one did come from knowing that this episode was about like intoxication and like googling borracho and trying to find songs that uh related to this theme my mom is actually helping me with that so um i did not come across this one in any sort of organic way but sometimes that's how it works for this podcast um but i my sense is that these folks are actually pretty popular they've been around since 2003 and like it's very regional music um they're from durango but or and then and then a couple of them are also from sinaloa but they've done a lot of touring in the U.S., and I think that their popularity has ex- expanded. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was also mm-hmm. a lot of immigrants from the part of Mexico in the U.S. too. So yeah, um, I feel like they've gotten outside of that uh, of that region in their in their music. So this is one of their popular songs. They have a bunch that are pretty well known, and this one's just pretty like hilarious. I mean, the video. They're literally like drinking 40s whilst playing music. Uh, that's amazing. I did okay. not watch the video. I was just sort of Ooh, listening to it the in the background yeah. while I was setting up and I was like feeling it's pretty it. pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. They're literally drinking 40s. Um, and it's a short song. It's only a couple of minutes. I think it's in some ways just kind of like a little kitschy whatever thing. <laughs> um, I couldn't figure out the exact year this was released, but it's been re-released on some of their Greatest Hits albums. Amazing. Um, and I think they're still going. I also appreciate that almost all the pictures I found of them, all their album covers, they're wearing like cowboy style hats. Like uh, they're really committed yeah. to that sort of, yeah, that sort of part. And I don't know, Veto, if you know, like if this would be considered ranchera music or if that's like a different, we're really not experts on this. So we should. Yeah. I mean, I'm really mm-hmm. not an expert. I would consider this ranchera, but I don't mm. know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like my connection yeah. to like regional Mexican music is literally, uh, watching infomercials on Univision about like Los Tigres yeah. del Norte, <laughs> like, you know, like right. ads on Univision yeah. growing up. And yeah. I was like, what is this music? Like I'd never, li- although, Although mm-hmm. in interestingly in Venezuela, people fucking love some mariachi. People yeah. love mariachi in Venezuela. It's like a staple of all celebrations. So I know like, you know, like I know like El Rey and I know all the sort of like mariachi classics and I hold them fondly mm. in my heart. Um, my uh, both of my grandparents, both like my Italian immigrant grandma and like my abuelo, uh, my mom's dad um, really loved mariachi and they like, you know, for their birthdays, we always had a mariachi come. It was just like such a, like a celebratory mm. spectacle. But other than that, I feel like I don't have a ton of yeah. connection to this music. No, I don't either. So yeah, stay tuned. We're definitely going to bring, we've got a couple ideas for guests to bring who uh, know a lot more about you know, this kind of Mexicano music than we do. But yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah, I'm exploring it and, and dabbling with it um, and wanted to bring something a little different to this episode. Awesome, so yeah. I like this a lot. Hopefully some of you folks who did grow up with 
Yeah, Nortenios might recognize this. Yeah, I fucking love the accordion and I fucking love horns. So I really should yeah. listen to this more. I know, I know. It's a really, really interesting um, history. And I wanna I right. wanna like know more about that, right. you know, about how like the, yeah. accordions and horns like became Germany. Part, right? Yeah, totally. It's yeah. like polkas. Um right. a lot of like these classic classic songs are like very polka like and it's it's right. just like such an interesting such an yeah. interesting cool blend. It's, diasporas are so funny. I know. It's fascinating. I'm like, I don't know anything about that history in Mexico, but obviously the instruments have carried so coming soon, y'all coming soon yeah we promise we promise and we were told like with Fabi Fab and Babalito and the folks in in Vegas they were like don't apologize for like being so Caribbean focused like we're hella Mexican focused and we don't apologize for it <laughs> okay. okay that's fair, fair. Right? it's like we fair. can own our region we can own our regions and we can own like our expertise but totally but yeah I'm trying to broaden out yeah too so yeah here you go Awesome. So the next song that I have for y'all is also sort of a stretch on the theme. But for me, it's just about like how intoxicating it is to just like give no fucks. This song mm. is by Empress <laughs> Of and it's called Go to Hell. Tell me about my potential and if you mean what you would do. You love the sound of your own voice. Is this conversation an interview? Jump down from your high horse, let's talk truth. Try something other than low-hanging fruit. Pour out the champagne while I sing myself the blues. This one's for you. song came out so you oh my god so you i know. love there's how many things can i love this song about this song a it came out at like just the right time for me i feel like i've mm. i like had some situations where i really needed this song um but i also i appreciate so much songs that can be so cutting and so sugary at the same time mm. it's like it's just like sweet and sugary and cute and also like it is a fucking read you know it is such a read and i really really love it and you know when this when it came out i really needed it you know and one of the things that i've really appreciated about aging in particular is just like i've like literally just like used up all of my fucks you know and i you know like the ones that i have left i need to use judiciously so i don't use them loosely right. and so particularly you know like i am completely out of fucks for people who don't respect boundaries that i've set and then like demand the utmost respect for theirs like get the fuck out of mm. here right and i had like a situation where that thing happened and like where particularly like a group of women of colors boundaries were just seen as less important than like the boundaries mm. of like white women and it was just like mm. the most and honestly i like almost 
decided to like like we were almost like okay but then because we're so trained to bend to whiteness yeah um but then we're like actually no no and it was just like had like this moment of clarity and we can be like no and it was fine and it was respected and that was and then i put this song on repeat forever and this is where we are now (laughs) so i feel really good about it let's be honest though Veto, did you ever have any fucks to give though you know (laughs) i I used to have so many more (laughs) really i don't know i feel like my sense of you has always been that you're kind of like you do you wow well that's a really big compliment and i appreciate that (laughs) but i don't know how true it is i didn't know you in college (laughs) or anything you know but i mean i guess we've only really gotten to know each other well in the last like maybe like seven years or something (laughs) still a while but still that's That's a long time Yeah. yeah i don't know yeah i just feel like you're i just feel like you're somebody who doesn't care what people think of you or at least you come off that way and that, I feel like, is part of what it means to have no fucks, Aww. you know? Well, I appreciate that's a very high compliment for me. This song yeah. is something that I'm really trying to embody these days. And, you know, Empress of, we've brought her before. Um, she yeah. is uh, of Honduran descent. And um, this, in particular, is a single that I think is off of an upcoming release. So I'm really excited to hear new music from Empress of. She's um, a favorite, um, a lovely amazing performer um she's super talented does you know like a lot of her own like production and engineering and mixing and just like a you know really do it yourself um ethos and uh just Mm. incredibly talented um in a lot of ways uh so i really really appreciate this song and i appreciate her so much and just like i appreciate like her growing attitude Right. She's just Mm. like, I feel like all the, you know, like the more she progresses as an artist, like the more she has like these really cutting opinions that are uh, Mm. I'm just really here for. So I'm really looking forward to hear Mm -hmm. more from her. Mm, Yeah. Was she the one whose mom was like doing like merch for her? Yes, I think her. I think her mom was like bedazzling her shit and like selling it as merch. Right, that's what we were, and we were joking about like our moms not being able to do that. Right, yeah, (laughs) my mom's not crafty like that. Like, give my mom a Mm -hmm. garden and she will like do the most, but I don't think Mm. she would know what to do with a bedazzler. I mean, gardening is a useful skill. Yeah. More useful for the apocalypse. Very useful. Well, she's like more into like the aesthetic gardening. She doesn't know about growing Uh, food. Like food. (laughs) Yeah. That's me too. Yeah. I've got all these plants that make me happy, but I couldn't eat a goddamn one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Like may or may not be poison, in fact. (laughs) Right. Probably would kill me and my dog if she ate it. Yeah. Um, All right. Um, So the last song that I have for you all... Um, for this episode is by Maluma and it's Boro Cassette. <laughs> Que no pare de pensar en su belleza. Que los tragos hicieron estrago en su cabeza. Que ella con cualquiera no se besa. Que 
about Maluma just a couple episodes ago for yeah, the Engaño episode. I know. So I that's kind of like Maluma. a no-no for us, but you brought him, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but I feel the like song, you get the, the theme of the song is <laughs> too perfect. It's too perfect. Um, also, BT Dubs, the song we brought for that was Felices Los Cuatro. And every time I hear that on the radio, I'm like, but it is about polyamory. Right? Like, what else could it be about? Right? I mean, like, people I are like... somebody to, like, dive into that. Yeah, I mean, people are like, you know, you know, like, there's that saying, like, Amor de lejos, felices los cuatro. Like, I don't know if you've heard that. So it's just like, oh. you know, it's not like something that he came up with. Right, like it's just like it's like a normal thing people say about like you know cheating and stuff. So, but like I mean, come on, it's like no me importan los contratos and shit. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's I think I it's just so, like a little bit more liberatory than that. I'm gonna choose to yeah. exist in a world in which that song is about liberatory sexualities. I mean, and consensual non-monogamy. Like right. <laughs> I feel like if well, Donald Trump gets to create his own reality, <laughs> I get to as well. <laughs> right, but in that same world, this song is a kind of really problematic take on basically like what could be date rape yeah, so, it's so this, the premise rapey. of this song yeah the premise of this song is that she wakes up in the morning this girl that he really likes and is really into wakes up in the morning doesn't remember him and doesn't remember hooking up with him and he's like really sad about it because she doesn't remember him and I'm like hold up a second yo this means you had sex with a woman who was blackout drunk and the whole song is about you being upset because she doesn't remember you yeah, like it's not maybe you should cute. be upset because you it's raped her, basically. Cute. I mean... Yeah, I think... I don't know. I, I don't feel know. like the context of the song is not, like, the morning after this is happening, but it's, like, she's, like... I feel like the context of what he's suggesting is happening is that she just, like, would rather not talk about it, and she's, like, I don't remember. But, mm. like, it's just... The it's, video, though. It's not cute. Oh, I haven't seen the video. Yeah. The video, it's literally the morning after. Oh, God. Yeah. He, yeah. In the no, video, she, way, she wakes up rapey. in his bed, or yeah, she wakes up in somebody's bed, and there's a note from him, and she's like all confused and like looking at pictures on her phone and seeing herself wasted and not remembering any of it. Yeah, so he took Don't it even a step it, further bro. in the video. Don't yeah. fucking do it. And I know that like being blacked out looks different for different people, but like. If somebody's that drunk, like you should not have sex with them. Yeah, pro tip because y'all. you don't know that you have consent. Yeah. So I like the sound of this song. And this is one of the songs where I didn't really listen to the lyrics until, <laughs> until you pointed like, well it out. Until well after you episode. It, yeah. yeah. I was like, it's been on my mix for a long time. And then you were like, I was like, what am I going to bring to that episode? She's like, well, what about this song? And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a this is kind of a mess. Um, yeah. Actually, my sister like, you know, also, my sister pointed it out to me. Shout out Pia. She was like, this song is so date rapey. Right. I was like, oh, God, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, bad. so I guess this could be considered a. This is definitely a problematic fave. Oh yeah, it's definitely a problematic fave. So yeah, there's like the dark sides to being intoxicated, including like people taking advantage of you and not even thinking it's a thing and writing a song about it. Yeah, what the fuck? Totally, Maluma. But yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever blacked out. But I'm also not a big drinker, and like yeah. I don't like to lose control. So yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel, I feel like you. that is like prohibitive I on a lot of you. friends. So like, yeah. it's, I can't tell you the last time I was drunk and it'll take me like two drinks and I'm drunk now because I drink so little. So, right. 
I'm glad that you're not big on that kind of drinking because yeah, I think it's it's just risky. Yeah, as it's not my days. fave. I also have like this control thing, and it's not like I feel mm-hmm. like whenever I do get drunk, most most of the time it's an accident. <laughs> and you right. know, because yeah, like, it's an oops. accident most of the time, then yeah. it's like it's just like I'm just pretty tipsy. I think that what most people call tipsy is what I would call drunk. Drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. But well, music doesn't help promoting this stuff, right? Because there's so many songs that totally glorify I know. drugs and it alcohol. It totally. So. I am like, I'm way more about songs that songs that glorify drinking and drugs than actual like lots of drinking and drugs. I prefer drugs. a very mild intoxication. I like it, right. but I prefer just the edge off. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Real. All right, folks. Well, that's our PSA. <laughs> Oh my god this was such a yeah episode sorry y'all we'll try to be a bit I more know. fun next time i mean whatever, <laughs> whatever. um it's all about the music yo which is the themes are just a way to bring you different music so that's really just what it's about oh bringing, you to, bringing together interesting mixes of music that i'm sure would never otherwise be in the same breath that's right, right. Like, you know, from Empress of to Los Titanes de Durango. <laughs> like amazing. Amazing. It's what amazing I love mix. about so us. That's that's what we bring to you all. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. As always, all of our information around the songs and anything we mentioned in the episode today will be on radiomenea.com on the episode blog post for uh, today's episode. Yep. Um, and we are in the process of kind of continuing our 2017 tour. We've got some stuff planned for the fall. So if you reach out to us in the spring or thought about it, but didn't have it together and want to reach out to us now, we are making moves for the fall. We'd love to come hang out with you. We did a great event at the university of Las Vegas at Nevada. Nevada? Nevada. Favi Fa was trying to teach me how to say Nevada. <laughs> OMG. Um, Favi Fa was in New York when I was in I Puerto know, and Rico. you missed it. So sad. You missed it. But I that know, event was where a, we met. Reunion. That event was where we met Favi Fav. So it was yeah, really fun exactly. in so many ways. And we'd love to yeah. do something like that again. Exactly. So hit us up, radimenea at gmail.com while we're... Um, planning our stops we'd love to come hang out with you irl we would love that and also if you appreciate our show we would really really love it if you left us a review as always we love 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 your reviews we live we read every single one of them and it really makes a difference to uh other listeners when they're searching um for new podcasts that might be about latinx issues that might be about music having reviews really helps us get in front of new listeners so if you like radio menea if you appreciate us we would love it if you leave us a review wherever you're listening Yep. E hasta la próxima. Thank Adios. you, cuties. Bye. Bye. You know I like it when you're mad at me. I know you with him, but I'm in a key. I know you with him, but you're calling me. Just pon this todo
gusto a mí, yo me tienes loco, co, yo te busco en la noche, pero...